Right Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Geek Down. I am Pat B, and in the house we have a full complement of uh, the drunkenest of the drunken, the rabblest of the rabble. In house, welcoming Jam the Thriller Priest. Peace, peace. None of the Noye Brown West. Jam Falafel, swing dingling. <laughs> look like a Shana. college brochure. <laughs> Right. Special guest. Please look for our diversity. Before Rainbow Coalition. But no, but in those brochures, it has to be a token white person. Yeah. Like, oh, are, are you white? Are you? Yes. For clarification's sake. All right, this gentleman joins us here. All right, introduce yourself, please, sir. I'm Rocco, and I'm white. Indeed, our token Caucasian for the evening. All right, and of course, Alicia Gunn. What's up, party people? Also, much respect on the head wrap tape. Yes. Thank oh, you. Yeah. You know, this is, this is one of like happen. 15. I have I have many. All right. They, they me up on my bad hair days. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just started it myself, though, so I just stopped wearing it. That's, 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 that's why you got fingers. Oh, you got to put the silk. You know what I mean? You got to put know, the silk underneath. I know, you got to line it. Yeah. yeah. I, I started the doing. weird head, so it was like. Did you, did you just take a strip of like a silk fabric, put it underneath around your head, hairline, and then put the strap on top of it? Now, uh, now, now, through all this jam yeah, I was feeling so like, like, like oh, yeah, black women gotta protect our edges. Yeah. Yeah. I was born with my dad's receding hairline, so I'm fighting it at all costs. Yeah. Um, I have my dad's square hairline, I don't appreciate it. That's a great hairline though. I wish I had that. Uh, I, I didn't even know you knew her dad. That's amazing. Alright, so we have an awesome show lined up for you today. We are talking WWE Money in the Bank. We are talking the new Netflix presentation produced by Spike Lee, but not directed by Spike Lee. So that's one thing. It, it is, it's from his production company, so it does yeah. have a Spike Lee joint. Yeah. And it's one produced right. by Spike Lee. I'm on this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're talking about terrible. See You yeah. Yesterday. Yes. And, dude, this was a wild uh, time travel movie. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm really interested to talk about this one. Also, to get y'all's opinion, um, because it's a different take on time travel. Yes. Along with that, dude, we have Book Smart. Which was, I think, one of the, and I don't want to tip my hand too much, I think one of the uh, 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 best representations of just the scandalous BS that high school kids will get into if you give them the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Tell me I'm wrong. All right. Yeah, we, we touch, you, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's been a while, but I, I recall some things. Memories? <laughs> you have flashbacks over there. Okay. All right. And also, Noye Brown West is going to give us the inside stuff on. Yes. Potter Prom, Correct. Well, happening at Bull Mansion in Worcester next Saturday, or well, this Saturday. Alright, this is a Harry Potter themed burlesque show. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. And I'm Hermione, I was the host last year, and I'm the host this year. That'd be June 1, right? June 1, Okay, June just this. Yes. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. Alright, we're gonna get the inside stuff on that in just a little bit, but first, I'm gonna kick it over to this brother, and over there, at the top of the turnbuckle, his Pack the pack the atomic elbow drop on this mother, Jebelopple, and JM, the thriller priest from Manila East. I'm see how far he's gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna wait. I think that's how I'm gonna go. the booty killer. Alright, what was that intro? Y'all wanna give us the inside stuff on WWE Money in the Bank, please? Well, last Sunday they did the money in the bank thing that they do every mm -hmm. year. It's an mm -hmm. event that's built around two ladder matches uh, where the winner gets uh, to just be a challenge for the titles uh, whenever they want. Pretty much. I mean, it's a great, it's a great scheme for them in order for them to be able to set up the who next opponent's going to be. Yeah. So they go up there, they climb this ladder, they get this briefcase, they can walk around the briefcase, so it gives them a prop. It also gives them this guaranteed title shot. I mean, yeah. I think it's a great idea. They've been yeah. doing it for a while now. Um, I don't know who did it first. I'm not sure if New Japan did it first. Or WWE stole it from them. They did it first. WWE did it first. Yep. But it's still a genius idea for them to say, hey, I got this contract. I can cash in or whatever. It keeps your fans on the seats. And it's a great deal. Um, the one thing I really enjoyed about this pay-per-view was the simple fact that it really highlighted the women's matches. Yeah. I was the MVP of the whole pay-per-view um, with the Becky Lynch. I mean, this will be their back-to-back the back matches. And yeah. she did it like a G. Well, the yeah. same, same event. Yeah. Same event, like literally. She fought she, one chick. She came out of WrestleMania. Fought another chick. Lost. lost. Yeah. <laughs> just like, oh. She came back after the loss? No, no, no she was oh, oh, still in the ring. She didn't yeah. like leave, bro. She was still in the ring. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, she did like a G. And I was just, I was just 
incredibly impressed with just her work ethic. Yeah. And just seeing the trajectory of her career. I mean, because I'm, I mean, I was real hesitant and real nervous that her career was stalling out. But to see this push yeah. post WrestleMania, for them to say, "Yo, we're gonna throw both straps on you," so you're gonna be the double champion. You're gonna be the champion of one brand and another brand. So she's walking down with these two titles like a G yeah. to the point where these the fans what they call a Bicky two belts. Yep. Because she yeah. got these two belts and she's and she was just doing it and yeah. it shined light on the women's division for years have been misogynistic. Yeah. It's been yeah. misogynistic yeah. for a number of years yeah, and and I felt they were doing kind of lip service for a while. Don't but to me, see this, call me the divas champion with the with the butterflies, the ultimate and feminist. Uh, it's retired uh, now. I mean, thank uh, God. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. they, I mean, they put these little rules like um, you can't punch or kick. You only slap when you're women fighting. And yeah, you have, no, to, wow. you have to do like this, like the the overall yell, this kind of sort of moaning yell when you got oh, hit. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, cut tops. They did, like, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The process is that only men watch wrestling, and <laughs> yeah. exactly so why should you do anything for females? And yeah. that's exactly what it was, and it's unfortunate. Uh, that and now they're like, ah, oh, shit, there's money in females. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> women between the ages of 20 and 40 are the biggest consumers in this country. Yeah. But you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, to see where they're going right now, and to see this push for Becky Lynch is something that really impressed me. I was very happy with that. Yeah. Um, even a match with her with Charlotte. I mean, Charlotte, I would argue, is probably one of the best female wrestlers walking around yeah. at this point. I mean, Ric Flair's daughter. Love the throwback she did when she um, went over the top rope and oh, yeah. ran down, the, ran down the, um, the yeah. apron, went to the top and got thrown off just like Ric Flair went to. Yeah. It was just. I mean, she's it. like she's tall as hell. So to see her foot over the top <laughs> turnbuckle, right. run down, kick Becky Lynch in the face, then climb up to the top rope and then get thrown off the top rope. They, typical nature boy Ric Flair. Uh, it was just beautiful moves, to yeah. see her do that that call back to her dad. I mean, yeah. it, it, that was a great. It was just great seeing her in that way. Yeah, it's fun because like I came in though thinking like, oh, they put Charlotte and Becky Lynch together in matches for like ten of the mm. last eleven pay per views they've done. So I was like, oh, I'm tired of this one. But then they just all they did was come out and just forearm each other in the face like yes. for like seven minutes or so, and then uh, it was entertaining. So mm -hmm. I'm glad. I'm glad they found new wrinkles for the whole thing. Me too, me too. Definitely glad with that. And they transitioned one belt off of Becky Lynch onto Bailey. And that was really good too because I was yeah. really worried about her and I think fans were worried about her too yeah. because you see her fall to the slump. And when WWE introduced the women's tag team belt, that was right. great. Because yeah. I mean, there's a lot of women who are on it. I mean, if you only got two belts, you got all these women, you're going to just have a lot of women just milling around with nothing. Yeah. I argue they should have a mid-card title. At some point, you'd have a mid-card title for them. I think so. But too, I mean, yeah. it was just like, you have tons of women and like, Two champions, and that's it. So for them to institute the tag team belt, to see that um, that Bailey was able to get some push off being a tag team champion for a while, and for her now to jump in and become um, the SmackDown SmackDown champion, right? Yeah. Um, and for her to do that, it just showed that her career is not dying out. Yeah. She still has a huge fan base. I mean, them kids love her. The I mean, kids, grow, the grow reaction made her feel like them. a big deal. Yeah, they which do. Was awesome. Yeah, they do, and it's just great to see like this wholesome, stereotypical baby face yeah. finally get over. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think about uh, the the event ended with Brock Lesnar winning the Money in the Bank uh, okay, contract? Yeah, I saw a lot of like controversy about this. Yeah, <laughs> because it was a twenty minute match where seven guys did all the work, <laughs> ruining their lives, and then Brock Lesnar saunters out at the last second and just climbs the ladder, takes the briefcase, and that's all he did. I think. Oh, I, I, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I, I'm just gonna, I didn't watch it myself. Yeah. So I was wondering if that's like actually <laughs> what happened. I thought folks were exaggerating. No, that's I mean, what happened. Can I just say though that back when this was just called like tables, ladders, and chairs, like when they yeah. used to do that, or like mm -hmm. they used to do that um, Hell in a Cell, mm -hmm. like that's always how it went though. There was yeah. always somebody who came in at the end and won the whole thing. I always someone that came in and <laughs> effing won the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> and it post, and it post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's video, I'm not, oh, okay. yeah. We're not broadcasting <laughs> live anymore, so it's like, you know. No! Emoji on her mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but no, no, no. You make you make a good point. Like that's been a long-standing WWE, yeah, yeah. WWE yeah. tradition mm -hmm. where uh, a lot of folks um, like come in and they the journeymen. Yeah. They like, beat each other up and they basically make the show. Yeah. But then like the big name, uh, oh, the big right. face, or more likely the big heel, yeah. comes out and just like cheapens the whole the whole the whole night. I mean, but the biggest difference is that Jared Kirby from wrong. Yeah. With those seven other, those six, seven other guys who were in the ring, yeah. who were scrapping, these are guys who would have carried this, carried the, the, the brand on mm. for months on end, yeah. building up this brand. While this guy grabs the belt and cuts loose. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he grabs, he grabs the, he grabs the, the suitcase and he cuts loose. He's gonna be gone doing his whole thing. Yeah. So you're depending on these other guys to carry this load 
for him to just show up and ultimately get the glory. And I think that's kind of slapping the face to the fans because you're telling me, invest my time into Jair, who yeah. is every week showing up, every Monday night, every Tuesday they would have shown up. You show up the house house shows. Every Wednesday at the wrestle down. Just do it. <laughs> Great book. Uh, and, but then next thing you know, Pat comes in. That's right. Yeah. Beats him, cuts loose, does a couple movies, does a little thing. Yeah, teases that he's going to leave. He comes back go 40 months later. You know about these 24 years. But you still tell me I have to tune in and yeah. see Jer. Yeah. You tell me I have to tune in and pay attention to him. I'm not going to pay attention to Jer. I'm going to wait for Pat to show up. And that's essentially what it is. It's a leg drop Yeah. It's a leg drop. And I got the Hulkamania spaghetti You guys like Hulkamania racism too? I'm with Jimmy Hart from now on. <laughs> the, fact, the fact that he's back in the Hall of Fame is so still not in it. She, she, she's yeah. in it, but the way they As did a group, it was really shady how they did it. Yeah, yeah, they let a racist in there before a woman that gave her life for the score. They probably, to be fair, have let dozens of racists in. Including the president and president and town. That's true. R.I.P. WWE. Yeah. So Brock Lesnar messed it up for everybody. And it sounds like this was one of the lower points. One of the lower money in the banks. I mean, overall, that was a good event. I enjoyed it. I think it's just WWE trolling. Yeah. I think they just trolling because they know. They know that the fans are angry when Brock Lesnar walks around with the belt. Everything I just laid out to you, they know the fans are angry. And I really just think, like, you know what? Let's troll it. Because in the very end, you're still going to tune in. Yeah. So I may not want to tune in to Jair every week. Even though you're telling me as a fan I should care about his trajectory, but I will tune in to see in this in this analogy Pat or Brock Lesnar show up ever so often, and that's and hey they're still getting my money, yeah. Regardless, yep. and at the end, it doesn't matter who's watching it on um what channels are also on USA. Yeah, like no, it doesn't matter who tunes it on USA. All that matters you get the subscription, you get the network. That's yeah. all that matters. So. I don't care if you watch. In, 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 I kind of care, but I really don't. That you watch every week, I care if you get that subscription. So yeah. I'm not even mad at WWE looking at it from a business model, and I guess uh, to be to be completely transparent, I am a shareholder in the company. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I can't say I'm mad. No, this is an ad. ad. <laughs> right. I'm just dropping. Buy it. I I'm not even subscribed to the WWE Network. So my opinion, <laughs> I've been borrowing that from my opinion. I have been borrowing my friend's accounts for years. We are opposite ends of the same. Like, I will see uh, my channel and I will watch it, but I won't pay them money. Yeah, but I think overall. Money in the Bank is just one of those signature pay-per-views that yeah. you want to see. Just like I my sister mentioned earlier, she's mentioned about um, TLC, Tables, Last of Chairs, Hell in a Cell. I say Money in the Bank is, for me, it's one of the premier pay-per-views I want to watch. Outside the Big Four. We don't, we don't they want Money in the Bank so, to be one of the top five. So They yeah, do. They, and they've done a good job making it feel like it. Um, it. It really had the unfortunate uh, coincidence of being on the same night as the Game of Thrones finale. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but you know what? Yeah, horrible, horrible yeah. But you know what they did? For oh the gosh. the ninety minutes of the Game of Thrones finale happened, they did a bunch of stuff that was really good, but inconsequential. And that was mm. like they had like Roman Reigns beat Elias in three seconds or whatever. Mm -hmm. They had well, a really good uh, title matches. That, I, mean, I bet they yeah. got all the people who rage quit. Though. Yeah, because there was I'm sure there were a couple people who rage quit the Game of Thrones. Were like screw this. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> it sounds like so you said that they did a bunch of really good things, then ended it badly. Sounds like yeah. Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was an homage. Is what it was. I'm getting rid of my HBO. Right now. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. Wow. They have other good shows. Live. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Money in the Bank and is over and done with. Yeah. It sounds like uh, the highlights were high and the lows were butt whack. Yeah. Uh, what is next up on the roster? Uh, they're gonna go to Saudi Arabia on yeah, June seventh, which yes. which I'm not gonna watch. But uh, whatever. And then after that, they got. Uh, oh, that's what uh, they have Goldberg going up against the Undertaker. Undertaker. And I'm like, why we rolled up these old yeah. girls? Yeah, I'm like, scrap. If you I mean, it's, a, it's a cash grab. I get it, but it's like, what are we doing right now? They like, let them old man just sit back and take <laughs> pictures and sign autographs. Retire. 
Uh, yeah, like, they, they show, retire, they show they up once a year and then maybe we'll watch somebody get their oh. bones turned to dust for no reason. I mean, it's not like <laughs> the WWE fucking... gives retirement benefits. No, yeah. they don't give uh, any yeah. They don't, but I mean, yeah, except for the up, most man. famous oh, of wrestlers, a lot of them end up like really serious health problems mm-hmm. yeah. and You're right. like dying really early. Very few make it to the age. When they finally did start giving them a pension, they can't collect it so they're like in their 60s and most of them don't make it that yeah. far. Well, both of them being there in their 60s, ain't they? No, no, no. 50s, but they're getting there, yeah. I'm going to take us 27 years old. That's worse than Dusty. But you're absolutely right. I agree with your recipient. Those two guys at their caliber, I'm like, come on. But they're the vast majority, you're absolutely right. They're just yeah, Goldberg has like that longest yard. Like fans are supporting them. That's how it is. Like, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of crappy. He's got that Santa sleigh money. <laughs> All sports do that. He's got really that universal soldier. At least they pay more though. Yeah, because WWE doesn't consider them. Employees, yeah, they're yeah. 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 but they can't work anywhere else. No, really. <laughs> right? Yeah, but exclusive contract. Yeah, but they're freelancers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's weird. All right. So real quick, let's talk about See You Yesterday. I see, you, see You Yesterday. <laughs> it's actually a time travel movie, which is set in the hood, which is one of the things that it isn't really a, a, a flavor combination you get in most sentences today. I mean, anything it's, can happen in the hood. I feel like it's more likely to happen there. <laughs> Yeah, but I like the way this was played out. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like what, what happened? You know, I got I got a churro and you know sound travel. I mean, shh, it's another day in Dorchester. <laughs> I love that it takes place like next month. <laughs> it's like June twenty fifth, two thousand nineteen. Like, whoa, okay, we here, right? Yeah, there were a lot of small points in this. The story is essentially this girl uh, and her um, and her friend are working on a science project to blow people away at this exposition and get some scholarships. What are they doing? Are they building a laser? Are they working on a terrarium? Nah, time travel, mother- you know. And Ooh, I love ambitious. the fact that that ambition. Yeah, exactly. That ambition. <laughs> is something they didn't shy away from. It's not like, well, these are kids who are working on stuff in their granddad's uh, garage. Yeah, these are, are really smart kind kids. Of tinkering. It's like, yeah, they're working on, like, this quantum physics involved. Yes, this, because there are real smart kids in the hood. The girl involved in this duo of experimentation, that sounded wrong. Um, <laughs> the scientist Scient- girl involved in. In the scientific experimentation? Yes, yeah. thank you. Uh, her right brother in. actually ends up getting shot by police. And she decides that since we're working on an experiment that we've succeeded in inventing time travel, um, but they decide they can actually go back in time, use their experiment that they've created, not quite perfected, but have a working uh, version of, to uh, try to save her brother's life. And through mm-hmm. that, uh, various hijinks ensue. I say hijinks, even though this was a serious ass. Yeah, it was yeah. intense. Yeah, I, for the, I would say for the most part. I, yeah, I, I will say I wasn't filled with angry thoughts towards the end, but you know. Me too. Me too. <laughs> um, well, okay, okay, break it down for us then. Uh, so me and the missus watched it um, late last night, early this morning. And it was one of those situations where out of all the work that was put into it to big up uh, incredibly intelligent black kids, um, I felt with the main character, it was a lot of black female stereotypes that were thrown upon her, and that, was over, that overshadowed her brilliance to the film. And that's what angered me and my wife. Because we see it's like, this, this this woman created time travel. What is she, 16 in the movie? She created time travel for that. But at the same time, the the stereotypes of Blackwood being stubborn and not being able to take criticism. And in many ways, when we think about it, throughout the course of the film, you can see a lot of the problems ultimately being caused by her. Mm-hmm. And there's, there is no resolution at the end to see if she recognizes it. And, and that was that was my struggle with like I mean, you built this woman up and you and you highlight all this beauty of her intelligence of, of her physical beauty just everything but much of the dialogue is stereotypical angry black woman who's blaming everybody else for all her problems and just frustrated and frustrated about it and we went we sat back and we watched what the director was thinking about it because of course the ending kind of leaves it open and we went back watching what the director was thinking he was like well actuality when i wrote the script i was looking at it from sebastian the key the uh, the male's perspective because i actually wrote it from his lens and as i was writing it it was as if cj the female um lead is as if her voice was calling to me and i'm like if that was the case you could have vamped this a little bit more to make her a lot more human because for me i read it as she's a brilliant woman but there was a lack of an emotional attachment beyond her crying for her brother's death and her crying for and her crying at another point in the movie, but the lack of self-reflection is not my experience as a black woman. Yeah. There's a level of self-reflection a black woman do with when, when tragedy happens, mm-hmm. and it wasn't that sort of self-reflection I saw with her, nor my wife. It was just kind of, we're both looking at it like, I mean, there's no 16. self-reflection. And I thought that too, like, she's 16, but a broken okay. black 
I think the other part is the um, which we don't focus too hard on, but part of her backstory is her father had passed away not too long ago, and I'm wondering if maybe it's because she's still in that stage of grief of anger, and that could be why she's so mad and why she's so forceful with everybody, and she just wants to be heard and be seen. And I get it, but sometimes like she doesn't know how to pick her battles, and it's fine to be, which is something you don't learn until you're a lot older. So that makes sense. She's a teenager, but it is a movie. Like to be fair, it's a movie, and you have like character arcs. Are you saying that she just? didn't really have much of like she didn't I, change that much by the end i or? feel like she did but yeah because the ending is open-ended it, again okay. it's what you see true, but true. i feel like towards the end it? she started no, realizing that she couldn't like one it wasn't it couldn't just be up like the plan that she had originally just all of it blew up in her face and she mm -hmm. was just like i can't it, it can't just be this plan it's not going to work perfectly because there's going to always be something that changes or goes wrong mm -hmm. but um I feel like she starts to accept that one, the people in her life are very valuable, mm -hmm. and two, that she need like, or I don't know how to articulate this. Like she had a different kind of determination than she did the stubborn bullheadedness that she had throughout it. Mm -hmm. Like by the time you got to the end, she was mm -hmm. a lot more accepting of things and mm -hmm. right. dealing with it. And uh, part of me is like, man. Chick, I think maybe you just need to sit down and grieve and deal with stuff in general. Yeah. And stop pushing mm -hmm. forward and dealing with your and you know need mm -hmm. to deal with yourself. But again, yeah. she's supposed to be sixteen, so I can totally get why that is why she's having trouble with sure. that. Mm -hmm. Like again, because I'm a, a parent of a teenage daughter, so it's like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay, I get that. I do wonder if that was used as a plot device in this as making her more of a hothead for the sake of getting the story from point yeah. A to point B. Mm. You know, and the thing is, it's not necessarily that they went out of their way to show uh, her as a black woman having all these faults, mm -hmm. but her as just a flawed character in general without focusing on her blackness or her femininity. You know, and My only pushback would be the movie is based off their blackness. No, the movie is set in a black community mm -hmm. starring black people. And the thing is, <laughs> brother, no, what I'm getting at, what I'm getting at is, mm -hmm. this is a movie that isn't like focusing on and like putting a magnifying glass on that blackness. Their blackness is just a thing. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's more it's, about how people perceive them because of their blackness yeah. than what you call it, focus on blackness itself. Yes, thank you. But you see what I'm getting at? It's like. I, I would ride with you, mm -hmm. and I would agree with you. Oh, what you're supposed to say right there, I would rob with you, and I would die with you. <laughs> That's Except... for life. This part three coming out? <laughs> oh, no, they just started filming. <laughs> uh, all right, but, but, but okay, so what's up? Because I, I argue the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. However, you can't escape it when the sprinkles of, um, or even what the director said himself about it, the reason why he left it open-ended was ultimately for the character to push to you what are you going to do about unarmed black men being gunned down the street. So if that was his goal of opening up the conversation to unar about unarmed black men being, uh, being killed, I'm totally lost what the film was going at because I'm walking into exactly what you're saying. It's just so it's a time travel movie starring black people and, um, and Latino folks in a community that's black and Latino. That's how I took it at first. But there was this overarching issue of, um, of um, violence against black men that was there. And I'm questioning what was the point of having it in there if you're gonna barely highlight or if you really want to highlight it. I think so. When her mom was trying to comfort her to miss the grieve, it was dismissed. And that's the part just like, where's her humanity? No, because everybody doesn't grieve that way, though. Everybody can't just cry, especially if you've built up your whole life to be strong. And that's another, like, fallacy mm -hmm. that is thrown onto black women. Absolutely. That we're strong to a fault in that. To the humanizing. point, like, yeah, right. like, to the point, mm -hmm. like, we don't have feelings. We can't be weak. We can't be vulnerable. And we honestly don't feel like we can be because mm -hmm. no one will take it seriously. Nobody mm -hmm. will pay attention. They'll just be like, oh, why did I have a crying? Like, chin up. Like, it's almost just as bad as what they say to boys. Like, oh, boys don't cry. Black women, we're not allowed to be upset. We're not allowed. Because mm -hmm. it's either we need either we need to be super strong and stoic or we need to not be angry. Because any time we have emotions, mm -hmm. oh, she's angry. And she's another angry black lady. And it's just like, really? Like, I can't have emotions. Like, I can't mm -hmm. go through the stages of grief. I mm -hmm. can't have problems in life and deal with it and mm -hmm. not be treated like it's some sort of problem because mm -hmm. of the skin, the color of my skin or my gender. Mm -hmm. It's not easy for a lot of black women. We, it gets to a point we almost get desensitized from showing mm -hmm. any emotion. Mm -hmm. And 
So when someone says, oh, it's okay to cry, all of a sudden it's like, is it? Because that's not what mm -hmm. I've been told the entirety of my life. Mm -hmm. Entirety of my life, I'm told to stuck it up and move on. You got you got stuff to do. You got bills to pay. You got people to take care of. Mm -hmm. And you don't get, you don't got time to be sad. That's white people shit. Like, that. that's how it, we're treated. So <laughs> I can totally understand her not crying. But I feel, but I feel it did, it, I feel by her not crying, if you will, did exactly, it, it added to the problem. Because you saw her mama crying, and her mama was dismissed. You saw another mama crying. It was just like, ah, you I know, that's sad they crying. Because but she showed her comforting her mom when she was crying. As well after the fact, not the beginning. All right, hold on, hold on. I, she's I, I, also I think y'all also might be giving the wrong impression of this movie. Believe it or not. This is <laughs> Let me just throw out a hot take real quick, um, just because I got I, I got all of that um, from watching this, and also in any time it went towards uh, the comedy realm, the less serious avenue of yeah, uh, in the over in the overview, mm -hmm. uh, they are dealing with the uh, the innocent black man being shot mm -hmm. and the emotions just like ravaging these people, tearing to bits. Mm -hmm. But there's also like moments of comedy that they there throw are. in all oh, over. Yeah. Oh yeah, the friendship but, between but, the two main characters. What it did, what it did, did it, and and y'all let me know if if I'm if I'm if I'm like on point or off base here. Did it not seem like the the most, um, I don't know, the most intense episode of uh, Ghost Rider? <laughs> Oh my god, I love Ghost Rider. Yes! Like a very special episode of Kids Incorporated or something. You know, it's just like, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, the relationship drama with us, you know, you're right. It's like, we're at the corner of Bodega. Here comes Jared again, about to start stuff. Kissing his new girlfriend, looking at his ex. No, it wasn't. <laughs> that was so like okay. So I've totally seen stuff like that happen in real life. And uh, can I just say that is the most stupid thing. Every time I see it, like oh look at my hot new girl. Oh you mean you mean that girl who has no self respect because she with you? Okay, <laughs> thank you. It makes me so jealous. <laughs> I got a lot. So of you would do the slurpee. She would do the slurpee. And they ran like hell because he 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 looked like the time to smack the hoe. So time to go. The one thing I did like, I love the multiple callbacks. You mentioned a call. Uh, there was a callback in there when they would, um, or at least a reference to a time travel movie. Yes. Um, Jamaican dude in the alley. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you know what it came, you know what that connection to is, right? I know what that connection. is. It was just beautiful to see. It was like that they repeatedly did that. It was, just, it was awesome. It was awesome. I liked it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of you if you're into time travel movies. There's like Easter oh, eggs yeah. that are Still sprinkled all over there. And like, yeah. So I kind of feel bad because it's like, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's like a sci-fi theme movie that I definitely, especially from listening to you guys talk about, it seems like it does have things to say. It has a lot of social commentary. That's... And mm -hmm. it would be really cool if something like that was actually in the theaters instead of just getting on streaming. But I, but that's also the pro of streaming. That yes. Is yeah. that all these Everybody. things are, it it wouldn't have the chance. They're there. Socially, you get into a lot more craziness if you talk about traveling further back in time mm. yeah what, what are you gonna do have like the, the, the little black kids um travel all the way back to um what like jim crow times or, or are they gonna go back to slavery are they gonna go back to like the atlantic slavery like where are they going like where because if they can only travel into in between time and space in the exact location they're in mm. nothing gets better like they have to go back like pre-colonial days like back and even then there's the danger of massive disease from the early white people who came here and gave perhaps diseases to the natives that's why most of the east coast was wiped out by the time the pilgrims got here <laughs> all right so see you next to the it's called see you yesterday it actually gets a thumbs up for me no, I liked it. I would to like I would totally recommend it to others. Not sure if I'm going to immediately go watch it again, just because you know, angry thoughts at the end. It's kind of like me watching stuff like like eight months, like oh no, Green Mile. Like I could not watch that movie ever again in life. I saw it the one time, and that was fine. It's a wonderful movie. Michael Clarkson did great performance, but oh my god, it like emotionally wrecked me, and I was just like, okay, I can't. But this didn't so much emotionally wreck me as it just kind of made me confront all the things that do make me angry in society. So. 
it's a good but it is well made and it's a good movie so it's definitely enjoyable the actors did a really great job there were so many little fun like little jokes that especially if you're like a black kid you totally get like with the parents like some of the stuff that the parents said yeah. so if you grew oh not even black if you grew up Man. with strict parents like you would totally get some of the things that the parents say every once in a while you're like, every oh. time <laughs> every time sam's uh uh grand grandparents yelled at him the, these hyper west indian oh my god uh, so hyper west indian threats and i'm just like damn this is a little close to home <laughs> he's like <laughs> he's like i feel convicted for some reason yeah. i don't know why it's got a little too much research was on this. Let me, let me pause and you know take a walk real quick. <laughs> You're like, mm, that's real. <laughs> refresh myself. All right, so it's see you yesterday on Netflix. So we gonna move on to Booksmart. Yay! No. <laughs> uh, Shana, I actually really wanted you to see this because I got a chance to see uh, the advanced reading of Booksmart a couple weeks back, and this is um, as you mentioned. Uh, kind of taking up the reins of the super bad type movie. Yeah, yeah. these are kids who are um, completely out of their element. They're taking on a new, uh, a new, more vivacious route in life. You know, it's like we didn't do anything. It's time we did stuff. You know, we're gonna handle ours, get ours. You know, it's gonna get real weird. This is a movie about two high school girls who pretty much feel that they wasted their entire four year tenure. You well, know, they all they did was they like they they were very scholastically competent. Mm. Like <laughs> they they <laughs> what you call it, one of them is the valedictorian of her class. She's also class president. Mm. Um, also first class pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> Though in a lot of schools class president is appointed, vice president is elected. Mm. <laughs> mm. You're getting based on your grades. And so she has top grades. So yeah, she's president. That wasn't in my high school. That was not my high school either. I got voted. But it was like, <laughs> yeah. only all the other professions. Oh yeah, got a celebrity yeah. in the house. Yeah. Yeah. They also have that, like, not bad reputations, but essentially reputation. Like, none of the other kids like them. They think they're pretentious and, like, mm -hmm. they'll suck up and, like, oh, well, they never hang out and let loose and, like, whatever, they're boring. Mm -hmm. And, like, the whole catalyst of the um, movie is that one of the girls, while in the bathroom, hears... Because apparently they have unisex bathrooms at their school. I was like, mm. oh, whatever. Yeah, um, very progressive. Yeah, I don't, I don't, know, like I don't know if that's just like the norm now. I think it might be. It might be? Yeah. Okay, because all these mm -hmm. students were like different walks of life and different variations of hipsters and everyone came together. Mm -hmm. The gangsters are hanging out with the socials. The greasers are hanging out with the, uh, <laughs> with the, uh, the, the, the jocks. I don't know who greases. Yeah, are there, but, you know, that's not even a thing, like the stoner group, or yeah, exactly. like the emo kids, okay, like exactly, the drama yeah. kids, the, 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 the stone age like kids. That. Oh my yeah. god, the queens yeah. of the stone age kids. You know, yeah. Six fans not. of that group from yeah. 2001. No, what I'm getting at is... <laughs> What I'm getting at is the school in this in this uh, movie has all different groups uh, intermingling with each other, so it kind of bucks a lot of those dynamics we've gotten accustomed to. You know, this isn't the Breakfast Club, is what I'm trying to get across. And one thing I, I actually liked is they use that to their advantage because you got different types of groups interacting uh, in non in unex in less expected manners. Mm. You know, that really made for a better story, I think. Mm -hmm. And you were saying she yeah, overhears like, these kids. She overhears some of her classmates talking about her, and they literally call her a. Say, they said, you know, like Butterface, she has a butter attitude, and I was like, oh, oh wow. Oh, oh, oh. sitting there trying to pee, and everybody's talking about, because it started like one of them saying that they would totally bang her, but they would have to put a paper bag over her personality. Wow. Oh, that is so mean. Now, can we say bang? Is that allowed? Bang is allowed. What? PG-13, you're only allowed one F4. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. I only did one. So we're good. <laughs> All right. This movie, this and, movie was produced yeah, like, by Olivia Wilde, which was uh, yeah, she was just her directorial. Directed. That's why her husband's yeah. in it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and what's really great is that she is that she she comes out with all her confidence after they um finish you know talking shit about her um and she's like whatever I'll be you know can't, like I'm gonna be so successful at my great because I'm going to Yale and I'm gonna have like yeah, that life and they're like that speech where it's like well you know what you can talk mess about me now but I'm going to bigger and better places in life because I'm going to the Ivy League schools and where you're gonna end like, up and like, 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 um, to make her feel real stupid, they they go, oh, well, yeah, I got into Yale. I have, I got uh -huh. like, I scored really high on the SATs. Mm -hmm. Like, oh yeah, I got recruited to Google right out of high school. So I'm about to make six <laughs> figures. Like, like, and then she goes into a complete meltdown. Starts asking all of the students where they're going, and she is like, totes like destroyed, realizing that all her classmates got to have fun, and she didn't. 
Yeah, but they still had eight. bright futures. And yeah. I was like, wait, I sacrificed my childhood for what? That's a good ass high that's school. A, that's like really weird <laughs> that that's like that's like really weird that it's written like that too. Because when I was in high school, the kids that did really well were like the popular kids, and that was like most of the grade. And like my sister's grade, like a lot of people went to Ivy Leagues, but they party. They were they were having sex. Ooh, they were drinking, smoking, and they yeah. were getting you know high scores on their SATs and going to Ivy Leagues and stuff like that. So for me, I think it's just kind of archaic to have yet another movie that's like oh the nerdy kids are just nerds they don't do anything else you know what i mean because well, I mean, that realistic. was the point they went to prove that, that yeah exactly wasn't who they were the yeah. fact that one girl missed the memo still weird still yeah. unrealistic <laughs> <laughs> well i think it's just that she's very driven okay. and she's kind of and her best friend is more introverted than she is okay so she just kind of pulls her along they have a though I do like the relationship to two main girls. Like they have a really strong friendship, even though one of them is so overbearing. Yeah, uh, the dynamic between them was actually a really good depiction of like young teenage friendship, where it's like everyone thinks, "Oh man, we're exactly." Yeah. It's everyone thinks, "Oh man, we're the best of friends," but you know we're all we have in each other. It's like, no, y'all made this choice. Uh huh. decision. And I mean, your parents were down. You know, um, you've kind of isolated yourselves because you apparently went into high school with a plan. You know, and four years later, you're pining over uh, this girl over there and this guy over here. Uh, you want to be invited to parties. You want to hang out with, like, these groups and such. But you all isolated yourselves. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, their friendship is, like, tight. Yeah, uh, they only I, I have think, each other. They, they don't have any other real friends. Yeah, and they mm -hmm. actually have each other. But also, you see, yeah, but you kind of played yourselves. You kind of brought it. Yeah. <laughs> so this is, like, um, Can't Hardly Wait. But a little less fun, is that right? Oh, Did you see that movie? Can't yeah, really? but dude, no, this is fun. I oh, it is. This it is, is funnier fun? than Can't Really Wait. Yeah, wow. I, um, I, had, I, had great, I had a great time watching this. What you call? Because it did very much remind me of Superbad, and I'm okay. like, it's the vibe that I was getting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, yeah. there's some similar people involved, so mm -hmm. I get it. Yeah, um, it's not. It's not. It's not. Because Will Ferrell um, is one of the um, producers, producers, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, him and Adam McKay and their writing partners, Olivia Wilde, directed it, and there was just a. It's just jam packed, also with a lot of really cool like. Comedic actors and comedians, yeah, even if it's like small, um, oh, Jessica, yeah, Williams Jessica Williams is in there oh, as their cool. teacher. Um, yeah, Jason Sudeikis. Like, oh, he's gonna typecast as a teacher a lot lately. I don't know that is. No, you know what? She reminds uh, me of my sister, who is actually a teacher. In oh, that's why. All right, <laughs> so that's a bother me. All right, she got, it's that. It's that look. <laughs> I liked her in this though. She as the as the quote unquote cool, cool teacher. teacher. Uh, she 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 just pops up and kind of saves their asses. She's uh, to a lesser degree a guardian angel. And then you see there's nothing angelic about her. I know. Uh, it's just the so fun. Yeah, and it's just like, it's one of those mo mo things where it's like, when you think you have the picture pegged, it throws you a curve. Her relationship with the students threw yeah, me a curve. every character. Jason like, like, presented one way. And, threw me a curve once you see him. Yeah, oh my God. You know? Um, it's yeah. And also, it shows drug use without... Uh, glorifying or, or vilifying, or yeah. dignifying. Mm. It's, it just kind of like, happens. Yeah, it's there. Which was yeah. unique. It shows drinking. It shows underage drinking without. I mean, it's, uh, without it's, it's an about a high school special. party. There's yeah. going to be drinking. Yeah, <laughs> but there's like sexual experiences without it being again high school party gratuitous. Yeah, without it being gratuitous, Ooh. without yeah. without being um, salacious. Like, I think. Is yes, a good word. thank, yeah. thank you. Perfect. <laughs> Without it just it was, being like, throw some D's on that. Yeah, like, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, it's, more, it's more kids experimenting okay. than, ooh, look at the hot teenagers about to get it on. Like, that's not that. Right. Uh, so tell me what you thought of uh, of, uh, of Jonah Hill's sister there. I think she did a really good job. I think she played this character really well, mm -hmm. to the point that I'm not sure if she's not that person in real life sometimes. Oh, like, you think there was some truth to the game? No, it's just that that's how well, how natural that role seemed to be for her. Mm -hmm. I don't I'm not trying to cast a person or anything, but mm -hmm. she was very natural in the role. I did not second guess her. Mm -hmm. And just like the girl played her friend, like I realized I've seen her in other stuff because she was on that show Justified when she was um, younger. Yeah, oh. she's um, she's um, the youngest daughter on, um, oh, what's that Tim Allen show? Man. Um, Last Man Standing. Last Man Standing, thank you. Yeah, like, so like I realized I've seen her, I but every other role I've seen her in was totally different, but she fit mm -hmm. this role so well. Mm -hmm. Like, as this very meek girl who did not, who wasn't, who hadn't yet stepped out and, like, asserted herself in the world yet. Wow, okay. Yeah, so, like, there, yeah, there was a lot of really cool moments. There was a lot of really cool characters. And, oh, my God, Billy Lord is the best thing ever in this movie. Can I just say Billy Lord is the best thing ever oh, in this movie? Yeah, she is awesome. Oh. I love her. Who is she playing <laughs> it? She plays this very strange, um... 
very <laughs> like essentially she plays the poor little rich girl but she yeah. actually does have some real problems like they don't ever get into it but she just kind of shows up randomly everywhere they go yeah, she's like they're like how do you get here is it like more of the screen queens Billy Lord is it like closer yeah yeah a nod to that I loved her yeah. screen queens it's, yeah. like, it's like if you she's gave a very like strange if gave, character if you gave Cosmo Kramer a lot of LSD and just unleashed them on you like she throws I loved her in it she was freaking awesome all right so Shana what did you think of Booksmart then your proper rating rating I would say see it like I full thumbs up it kept me entertained I laughed out loud several times well pretty much the whole movie there were a lot of little sight gags thrown in there like there's this kid who's a total tryhard um he wants everybody he's actually a really nice kid but he's like the richest kid in school and he just wants everybody to like him and he Mm -hmm. literally tries to buy his um um peers into like like he gives extravagant gifts to like his entire class because he just really wants them to like him Mm. and see him for who he is but nobody but billy lord's character actually hangs out with him (laughs) but at the end like but he drives this car one it's a really cool car except for the terrible paint job i would not have done Ah, the class model is wonderful that that powder blue was fresh with the flames no oh there's powder blue with flames and literally his vanity plate was um See, we already used that one F word, but... Yeah. Oh, it's an F word, okay. What you call it? Blank no boy. Oh, okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why are you doing that? What? Some people are proud of it. Some people are proud of it. Are you... Wait, wait, some people are aware of the, the definition. They are. Are you going to be Urban Dictionary? Some people are proud of it. Yeah, but he wasn't that. Like, that really oh, wasn't who he was. And so I was like, why do you have that on your vanity plate, you foolish boy? Well, no, I, was, I was actually ready to, like, not like him. I thought he was going to be, like, the big villain. And no, the whole thing is, he doesn't see how, how there really he is and isn't how isn't a villain like in this movie. And exactly. it, was a girl, it was the girls getting yeah. themselves, really. Yeah. What you call it? When they started tripping balls, that was hilarious, though. But Yeah, there were a couple of really cleverly done uh, and again every time billy lord shows up i laughed out loud because she was so random like you never it's like they turned around and she was just there and it's like oh my god where, where did you come from why are you here oh hold on the theater kids oh my god this this, this, this picture made it made, made uh very good use of the um the over p the over pc uh, people oh, to the where this dude's uh, overly pronouncing words. <laughs> and when I was, last year when I was in Barcelona. Oh, yeah. And he's, he's pretty funny. But that's because he, he was very went, grandiose and self-important. No, I know. That's what, that's what I'm getting at. It played into, in any in any of the uh, uh, previously, uh, Afro, in the aforementioned uh, teen movies, he would be one of the downtrodden, you know, uh, uh, put-upon kids who just kind of has to deal with his horrible situation. And this, like, no, he was an in-your-face ass. Mm-hmm. Because it's like I'm a theater, I'm better. And that's than all what of you. the theater and band kids were actually like in real life. Yeah, they were all right. like that. Damn, all right. <laughs> no, 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 I was no, an orchestra, and I was in, and I did theater, so I know that these people were like <laughs> that. I was oh, like, those specific I got those those because I was worse than that. Um, theater and band kids, <laughs> yeah. like the ones who oh. have been in theater and band like all their childhood. Yep, that was yeah. Like mm-hmm. those kids, mm-hmm. like they are, they they feel like they have a calling, and it's like, dude, you're like. Or they just seem like everyone thinks I'm a nerd. Like I'm gonna show them. It's like no, no one cares about you. By the way, those two were those two were hilarious because. Oh my god, they were so nice. Uh, I, yeah, I actually did laugh my whole way through this. Yeah, I was no, looking I for like negatives, movie. and the whole thing is the only negative I had was like in the first like five minutes when I'm watching them, just like, up, oh, what are we doing? What are we doing? Up, 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 up. What are you we doing? You know what? I'm and not I'm watching. Mad at the, that. I'm watching. Well, what this actually turned out to be was a very sincere depiction of a friendship. Really? Exactly, a friendship of overcoming your own um, your own uh, prejudices. Yeah. And also, I mean, dude, of just a kick-ass party movie. It it's was like fun. All of that conglomerated into one, which I really wasn't ready for. I walked in like, okay, it's gonna be one thing or it's gonna be another, and I'm probably gonna have a suck ass time because I'm watching these new torn, two corny girls in a berets dance. And berets. But Booksmart gets a definite thumbs up for me. Anyone should rush out and see it like right away. It's a good ass movie. <laughs> Alright, but speaking of kitty things, I'm now gonna turn it over to this man who's been waiting with us. Send like patience! <laughs> Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, all right. Well, no, Rocco. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, see, he's talking about video games when he says that. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. 
children play video games. Everybody. Only children. Who doesn't Everybody play video, video games? <laughs> Nowadays. Yeah, I mean, I we're, like. we're like legit the first generation to grow up with them, so yes. But it's, it's just getting to that point. It's been it's, a part yeah, of our lives all our lives. one of the biggest entertainment Actually, Gen X fields. It's a huge thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's still growing. Uh, but here we're talking about, it's not really one of the biggest games out there right now. It just came out, technically. Because this game's called Project Winter. It came out, it was in early access for a few months, and that basically means that they were selling the game online uh, for, I believe, $20 before it was finished. So you got an opportunity to play this thing while they were still working on it and trying to improve it. Nice. I'm not always a huge fan of that tactic because there's been a lot of games that have stayed in early access for literally years, and they just never, they never technically get finished. And it's just kind of like an excuse to not fix a lot of problems that the games have. Like, you've been playing it anyway. If, yeah, if we, if we go into mm -hmm. finish 1.0, that means all these things we never fixed are now real problems. Mm -hmm. you know? so, but this game's not like that at all. Um, you know, they, they kind of buck the stigma, because they've only been doing that for a few months, and they just came out of it, and that's when I started playing. So the game is basically, it's kind of like a lot of these smaller budget computer games where it has like crafting and survival you know you're in the snowy wilderness you gotta eat food you have to just keep warm like you have to track that stuff mm -hmm. and it's a cooperative game so you're playing with a group of like five to eight people and it's um it takes about 20 minutes to play your objective is basically just to escape and uh you have to like call for help and things like that you have to get power fix radios stuff like that this sounds like oregon trail to me there are puzzles also it's not really like puzzles there are the closest to puzzles is that you you need to work together in order to open some stuff but the thing about it that makes it really interesting is that it's very very social like you need to talk to the other players obviously in order to basically do anything they've kind of designed it in a way where if you're not typing it out or if you're not communicating you're just not going to know the same stuff about where you are it's a big area to explore and you can't go wandering off so i really like that aspect you got to keep together talk to people you can actually make radios so you can like secretly talk to people if you want and that's really important because the the big twist on this whole thing is that at least one of the people you're playing with is actually like a traitor Ooh. and their objective is to was, stop you know, everybody else i was from going winning. to ask so that's, uh, is that's, there going to be a person that's the problem who sabotages you, the game? You, you can't really trust the people that you're talking to but uh, you do have to work together to get things done well. like really and that's what made it really interesting <laughs> to play. like bird box in space no no it's like real life <laughs> it's, it's, it's like every group project you've ever worked on. Oh, yes. oh that's a good analogy <laughs> I, I keep thinking of that in like games that you would play in like school like like dodgeball, but you'd have like spies on the, mm. the team, like these mm. random games that I would play. And Wait, what kind of dodgeball did you play? This, where okay, this was your idea is gonna throw the ball, or, or, or like that mafia and game. And I don't oh, know. Mafia. Yeah. There were like okay. 16 different It reminds me of, of stuff like that. Well, okay, fair. Um, where, yeah, it's like Mongo played cutthroat dodgeball. Yes, I did. That's why it was rough. It was at the beginning. Yeah, that would that would be nice. But it's very interesting in that regard because you know, I. If you're not a very social person, if you're not a very talkative person when you play online games, this might not really be for you, but, and I'm not always the most talkative, it takes a little while, but I realized very quickly, it's like, you have to figure out what you're doing. I think the first game that I was playing, people are talking, they're like, hey, I saw this guy, he just like went really far out, and we don't know what he was doing. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go follow this guy around. And I'm following him, and he's doing stuff, and he goes, hey, uh, you got a microphone? And I, I was, I didn't say anything. <laughs> and, then, and, and then he killed me. I mean, did he say it like that? <laughs> <laughs> did he say it like that? Yes. Oh he, he, that's the thing. But it was like he said it in the most suspicious way. Hey, you got a microphone? I'm like, I'm so and I just was like, um, and then he just killed me with an axe. Oh, oh, no. No. oh you can't tell anybody. Okay. Like, <laughs> oh. We were just looking for wood. But oh, it was wow. cultivating serial killers. So it, you, you kind of would have to be well, like a paranoid trigger, weirdo or like a creepy person to really thrive in this. That's oh, no, I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it. If you, yeah, if you like I've been creepy since well, first. Like, I, yeah. like, I'm literally like, like, a weird person. You, can trust. you don't, I trust you don't know who's a traitor. Like, even if you kill someone. That's the black experience. I got killed by somebody. I got killed by somebody because they thought I was the traitor. I was not. I was just like, I was making something. I was making like a smoke flare or something and the guy thought that it was like poison <laughs> and i didn't even know that that was a thing in the game at the time it like, is yeah you can if you're a traitor you can make poison and you can like put it on stuff that can hurt people oh, does it usually smoke? you like burnt some toast 
And they're like, yes. Enemy's a traitor! He's like, hey man, you had poison. I'm like, no. Like, no, I didn't. They just killed me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then. How'd you die this time around? No. I died. It's kind of weird. The first time I was killed by a traitor, the second time, I, I don't. It might have been an axe. I got killed by one guy, too, where I saw he was going off, so I was trying to see if I could sneakily follow him. And he, if you're a traitor, there's like these points on the map where only traitors can open them and get special guns or equipment. That's the thing. I, he just had a gun and shot me. He was like, oh. Uh, I went, hey, what you doing? Oh, you have a gun now. Dead. <laughs> it, was very, it was like a horror movie kind of. Wow. Wow. I, I kind of appreciate it. Yeah, it, it sounds like. And it's funny because the game, the game itself actually looks kind of cute. Like the way everything looks, it looks like little like dioramas of like peaceful little snowfields, and you just look like some person with. Like you know, Minecraft murder. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, th I think that there's definitely an audience for people who really like social games. I think people who stream games mm. will probably really enjoy yeah. this. Mm. Yeah, it sounds like it. And I, and I definitely would recommend it to anyone who is totally comfortable playing with strangers. Or if you have a bunch of friends, you would hop on this and, and set up a game. I think you could have a, a whole lot of fun with it. Alright, cool. Well. It's available on Steam right now. Mm -hmm. They are planning on putting it on consoles and things, but I don't think that's going to be for a while. But yeah, it's just just got into 1.0 on Steam for $20, oh, which I think is definitely well. a pretty yeah. fair price. None of the games uh, I have are that cheap. Project Winter, which I, I thought was Project. the working title, but I guess that's actually what it's called Project. right now. Right. Project Winter. Yeah, it's check it out. Title. Project, or do they mean I project Winter? <laughs> that's a good question. Project Winter. I'll email them. Sorry, I totally filled out my timer task. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. Now it's not awkward on camera. Right. Thank you very much. Sorry. Appreciate it. Sorry. It's better right. And now I'm gonna gonna kick it over to our official timekeeper, <laughs> Noye Brown West. You okay. have the inside stuff. First of all, thank you for joining us back on the Geek Down. Oh, thank you for having me. Sorry, uh, cold sweats. I don't no, know what's I'm, going I'm, on. All right, so Noye <laughs> gonna give us the so you straight uh, game the most <laughs> deaf. <laughs> First draft and white. Alright, so. Like, yeah. Alright, so I'm gonna wave across I, the room. I drove up from yeah. New York today, so palms still sweat. Bob's spaghetti. Alright, done. Alright, nice. right. no, you're gonna give us the inside stuff on Potter Prom. Yes. Hello again. So it's. You know, <laughs> you know what's interesting? Last time I was here, I was talking about Potter Prom also. Oh, last really? year. Uh huh. Oh, Last okay. time I was here. Um, so Potter Prom is happening again. This year it's not at Oberon. It's at Bull Mansion in Worcester, which is a really cool venue. I'm very excited. I'm reprising my role as Hermione. Uh, this year she's going to have braids because I'm playing Shuri in uh, something else nice. before that, which will already have passed by the time you see this. Inside baseball. All right. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so Potter Prom, I'm playing Hermione. I'm hosting the show um, along with our... our you know, our Ron, if you will. And it's just it's just a lot of fun. And it's a burlesque show. There's gonna be a lot of burlesque acts. Last year we had aerials. Bull Mansion does not really support aerials, so there won't be aerialists this year, I don't believe. There might be some surprises. Does that mean that for the Quidditch games, instead of having folks like actually flying across ceilings, y'all just gonna be on like brooms <laughs> around? The maybe, maybe. <laughs> if you've gone to one of the Bull Mansion uh, burlesque performances, it is very interactive. It's almost like a sleep no more, where they they go through the crowds. So I'm really excited for rehearsal. I, I we haven't rehearsed yet, but when we do, um, I'm just really curious to see you know what my staging's gonna be, like where they want me to walk through. I'm a very like in your face type of comic, so I love interacting with people while I'm on a show. Uh, even last year, even though I had, um, you know, stage areas that I had to go to, marks I had to hit, I still try to interact with the crowd a little bit. So it should be really fun. Um, there'll be prizes. It'll be amazing. If you love Harry Potter, you should come. Last year, uh, most of the audience was Slytherin. I'm Gryffindor myself. My husband is a Hufflepuff. So let's get some of that representation. I love Ravenclaw, though. I'm mad I wasn't Ravenclaw. Thank you. I Thank wanted you. to be I'm Ravenclaw. Saying, like, you know, isn't so, there so much like disdain for Ravenclaw? No, they're like, they're not, everyone's talking about Hufflepuff. They stay to themselves. So here's the thing. The I'm a Slytherin. So it's like, Slytherin is stuck up and Gryffindor is stuck up. They always think that You can't name three Ravenclaws from Harry Potter. I know Hufflepuff's off the was everyone's like, oh, Hufflepuff, poor Hufflepuff. What a Ravenclaw is that? What is that? What is that? What is Ravenclaw is that? You see this? Thank you. Right. That feels as strongly about this as I did about child actors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so allegedly, I've been sorted, right? As one gets, and <laughs> I was sorted Gryffindor. But here's the thing. I all right. 
So if a zombie apocalypse, this is my personality type, really. So if a zombie apocalypse were to happen today, I have a lot of skills. Like, I know how to gut an animal. I know how to hunt. I know how to grow things. I have green thumb. Um, I wouldn't help anybody, though. What I would do is I would run for the hills. Even my husband, we had this discussion. We had this discussion. He was like, I would stay and try to help people, which is crazy, because if my husband was in uh, the Star Wars realm, he would be a Sith. I already know he would be. But he said, he was like, I would help people. I was like, good for you. What I would do... I am gone. I would, for real, because I have a lot of skills where I could survive on my own, through the whole thing, come back out. I don't even have a uterus. They don't need me. Um... <laughs> Can't, I can't help populate the world. Um, so what I would do is I would just go do my own thing. I'd farm, I'd forage, I'd um, hunt. I know how to shoot really well. I'd go collect my um, father-in-law's guns. I'd be out there. I'd be killing it. You would be um, a crazy giant to slap Hagrid in the face. Exactly. I would, hey. I would still make sure my weaves look tight. Like, I'd be on it. <laughs> I'd be on point. I'd go to Sephora, <laughs> raid that Fenty, and I'd be looking real so neat. Much fancy. Uh, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't help anybody. So I am not a Gryffindor. There's no way. Cause like how am I? And I took the test multiple times, changed the answers. Always got Gryffindor. I was like, what do they see in me that <laughs> I don't see? You have leadership qualities. No, I'm not trying to lead anybody. Wow! I got Slytherin. Call them out, Pat. Call them out. Did they give me some Honestly, Slytherin. I like. I was like, you know what? They just had. Um, they just wanted to do something that nobody had done before. Were they doing it in ways that were suspect? Yes. Were they killing people? Yes. Do you need to kill people? Probably not. I mean, so, but it is pretty. Oh, so the upside there. Your, um, <laughs> oh, you know, you got to like, were they murdering <laughs> folks? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have an enemy. Some factory workers got to kill themselves to get you an iPhone. That's, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, we make these decisions every day. Thank oh, yeah. you, Jared. Oh, uh, oh, I have a coupon code. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was spiraling. And Thank then God <laughs> you remember. <laughs> I have a coupon code. All right. Um, so Lumos is the coupon code. That's L-U-M-O-S, and it's all capital, and it gets uh, it's five dollars off. And please just go use that coupon code. Come to Bull, Ma Bull Mansion is just so gorgeous. Y'all gotta come out to it. Um, so yeah, it's June 1st, uh, Saturday at 8 p.m., Bull Mansion. And it's part of a whole Harry Potter weekend that they're doing there, too. So check out some of the other shows. It's curated by, um, the other shows are curated by Nikki Luparelli, but this show, the producers are um, Jessica Lee Scary and Femme Bones. Um, yeah, mm. it's pretty cool. We'll, we'll have a great time, and uh, let's move on. <laughs> so it's actually exactly 10 minutes that I did too. Okay, We're keeping it tight. I had, I had like questions and stuff. I was oh, you want questions? <laughs> okay, I was going to ask uh, like drink specials and audience oh, you mentioned yeah. You mentioned prizes. Yes. What kind of prizes? Are we talking folks that go in, co in, uh, in, uh, in costume? Are you talking like you're going to ask people questions? Are you going to ask them to make so, up a uh, Harry Potter spell? So um, the way it went last year is like they asked some questions. Uh, and people came in costume too, and that was just fun. Like coming in costume to a themed show is always great. Uh, like when I do my Will Smith show, I love it when people come out in costume. I was there at the Will yes, Smith show. Yes, I've I done it twice my now. Carlton. I'm gonna do it another. Oh, I'm gonna yeah, do another funny. one. Um, I'm trying to get sponsors this year though, mm -hmm. because last year, whoo, I went into some debt. <laughs> so this year I'm trying For to get some sponsors. For a show well worth it. Yes, it was well worth it. Um, but yeah, I need to get some sponsors this year. So if you like, no yay. And Will Smith, hit me up. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, it would be like the questions that they did last year, okay. like Harry Potter trivia. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm, I'm nasty at that. Yeah. <laughs> Bring them out if you're yeah. nasty. I'd be like, you'd be real good. You should come next Saturday if you're free. Yeah, I can get like a sitter on the way out there. Oh, okay. Right. I mean, to be fair, my kids are like 13 and 8. They can watch themselves. <laughs> uh, if DDS is listening, that I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 like, I'm just not sure I trust them that much. It's like, yeah, just leaving some water and some M&Ms in the bowl. Yeah, right? I, we were watching ourselves when we were younger than that. But it gets like different, different, it was a different Technically, time. Technically, legally, I'm not supposed to leave them alone under 12. Oh, well, you said one was 13. True. So that's the babysitter. There you go. All right, well, before anyone else incriminates themselves, I want to keep down. This has been an awesome, action-packed show. I want to remind you all to check out the next WWE pay-per-view, which is... Well...
I'm not going to chill the Saudi Arabia one. The stopping ground is at the end of June. Okay, the next oh, one yeah. we'll be talking about. Come on, man. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't, you know. I'm you don't sorry, see, stockholder. You don't, <laughs> you don't want to see Goldberg take a go at him? Wait, Goldberg? Yo, go we're so old. Is it because you don't care about the political reasons? Political reasons. But also don't care about Goldberg, probably 50. It's very funny Yeah. When I was like, a little child, and that dude is still <laughs> yeah, doing no, it. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, and, and how old were you that that that? Uh, how old are you that? You Nobody's were trying to oh, check out your Go away. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna check out Father Prom at Bull Mansion coming up on June first. June first. Saturday and the coupon code is Lumos, all capital L U M O S, and uh, Bull Mansion is in Worcester. It's really really cool. It's a really cool venue. It is a mansion. All right then. <laughs> Want to remind you all, you can catch us every well, whatever the hell is broadcast. But also, if you heard anything tonight, you want to chime in on, hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail dot com. Also, you can go to the website geek downcom for all that good stuff, and follow us on social media, like and subscribe, all that good stuff. At the Geek Down on Twitter, slash the Geek Down on Facebook, Geek Dash Down on SoundCloud. You can hear all the clips. We are all over the mother. Just crawling. It's like, and such. It's in the and description. <laughs> it's in the description. Yeah, that too. Wait, all what right, do you we'll call? You. Oh, can I just ask? I'm sorry. Oh, is it by all means, okay. please? What do you call your um listeners? Are they called the Down Geeks? Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. I'm they a down are now. Geek. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he had never considered a fandom name until yeah. very Hashtag the down geek. Right. We'll Look. catch you all same bad time, same bad channel. But until then, be excellent to each other. Peace. Peace.